You are listening to True Crime Twins, a true crime podcast hosted by Chloe and Melina Cantor. True Crime Twins is produced by Crawlspace Media. Today, we are introducing a case that maybe you heard of, maybe you haven't. I hope you have. It's the unsolved disappearance of Sophia McKenna of Connecticut. I actually did not know about this case until like a few months ago when we were at the Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut, which is nearby where Sophia went missing. Chloe showed me her picture because she was reminded of the case since we were in the area and it happened to be like an anniversary at the same time. And she showed me a picture of her and I did not know who she was. And that surprised me because I feel like I'm pretty much like all over the missing people. Like I, I'm not a name person, but I'm a face person. I didn't know her face, but then I read her story and I was just like, I kind of didn't really know what to think for a while. <laughs> it, it, I couldn't stop thinking about it for days. Sophia McKenna was born July 3rd, 1996, and was raised in North Stonington, Connecticut. North Stonington is located on the southeastern part of the state. It's right on the Rhode Island border. It's close to the Mohegan Sun Casino, which is a very popular casino. People travel from all around the eastern seaboard to go. And Mystic Aquarium. Yes, that's another popular destination. So Sophia grew up in North Stonington. She, at this time was 21 years old. The year is 2018. She is a massage therapist at a spa called The Red Door. Uh, She works with her friend named Spencer. I'm not exactly clear on what he did at that spa, but he had a job there. Uh, Spencer Mugford also had the job of taking people out to go fishing for the day. He was an experienced boater and fisher, and Sophia had gone fishing with him in the past. He has an Instagram that is actually still visible and it's like all fishing pictures. Like they're all like pictures of him holding huge fish. So yeah, so that was definitely like his thing. Spencer and Sophia both, I think were adventurous, fun loving people. Um, I believe there's an anecdote of them getting kicked out of Mohegan Sun because he wasn't quite 21 yet, Sophia was. Okay, so he was 20 and she was 21. Yes. And don't they have the same birthday? Yeah. Sophia and Spencer. Yeah, they have the same birthday, uh, July 3rd, which is pretty amazing. So these two are, are close friends, but uh, Spencer is not Sophia's boyfriend. Sophia is dating a man named Austin Perro. He has been her boyfriend since I believe he was 14. She was 15 years old, starting dating in high school. She likes younger guys. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, so yeah, Sophia, you know, has Austin in her life. She has Spencer in her life. She goes missing with Spencer. This occurs on Memorial day weekend, on May 27th, the pair took out a boat and sailed off to find an old reportedly haunted lighthouse like nighttime right like early morning hours yeah i think it was about two in the morning so the lighthouse is like the only source of light that like there it's dark out this lighthouse scary yeah this lighthouse is called ledge light it you know it's infamous for allegedly being haunted it's a popular site and you know you're not supposed to trespass but it's a destination for 
the adventurous, you know, urban exploration, but like during the daytime and like with proper boating equipment. Yeah. Like you and I, we would explore, like there was an abandoned psychiatric hospital close to us where we grew up and we would go in and explore and oh definitely I'm, I'm into it, that. it was exciting and it was fun so I understand what they were doing for sure same but what they were doing was I think a couple levels more dangerous because you know starting off with illegal activity they took a boat from the Yukon Avery Point campus without permission and there's been a couple of reports of what kind of boat it was yeah, um confusion yeah and I'm not very knowledgeable about boating but it's um some reports have said that it's a sunfish um I've also read if 14 foot um sailboat and there was no mast the boat that they took it's a very thin boat um on spencer's snapchat that night there's footage that was assuming to have been recorded by sophia must have been because it's you know someone else is recording she's behind him and it shows him uh paddling on this very skinny boat and he's straddling it and like out in the abyss of yeah like the, it just freaks me out this like i keep coming back to that it's like it's dark and you're like in the open sea ah. yeah there's dark waters like, that's so scary dude yeah it's it, but they they like, were having fun i don't i don't you know yeah I, you know whatever alcohol might have been involved no i could i could maybe maybe i'm acting so scared like this because like i feel like that's something i totally could have done when i was like 19 20 absolutely like absolutely and like i think that i was kind of more on the tame side of adolescence and i do kind of consider a 21 year old and a 20 year old kind of at the end of their adolescence you know people that young still don't quite act like adults yet no because they're still very what i was very just like I didn't have the regard for and respect for myself that I do now, let's say. So it's like, you're just more reckless. And like, or, or for the rules. And you yeah, rules. And you don't think anything bad can happen to you. So they, they take this boat. According to photograph evidence from Snapchat, Spencer had posted a picture to his stories of Sophia standing in front of the ledge light lighthouse. So they apparently arrived safely. She's standing in front of a no trespassing sign with her tongue out. Sophia has... Um, long black hair she was an occasional model very striking in appearance blue eyes five nine skinny build she was last like seen. very very pretty like 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 she she wowed me <laughs> so to say so to speak see i, I can't even talk it's okay <laughs> so yes so sophia you know she was known to be you know a very beautiful woman like i said she did dabble in to some modeling but massage therapy was really uh her focus um, according to something written by her family, she also had aspirations to go to nursing school. Yes, which obviously love. Yeah. So Sophia's um, th that's kind of the last trace of Sophia. That picture posted on Snapchat, which was you know in the early morning hours. She left her phone in her car back at Yukon, so it, they were just using Spencer's phone, just for reference. Like she was using his phone to take a picture of him, and then he took the phone back and took the picture of her. Same Snapchat. Correct. And this becomes significant because not five minutes after that picture of Sophia with her tongue out. At like 2 a.m. or at, something. Yeah, around 2 a.m. Five minutes later, she starts erratically calling her mother. And we know that it was Sophia calling because it was with Spencer's phone and she's not in his contact list. Spencer doesn't know Sophia's mom well enough to have her number, but every, you know, kid memorizes their home number girls memorize their mom's phone numbers or she could have told somebody what the number was but then why would I don't, that that it's more plausible that she was calling making the calls but go on there was 
eight calls in a row, like one after the other. Yeah. Like very, um, I, I, I picture a frantic person. So it's, so why would you, why would you do that? Why would you call your mom so many times? Like, like you need her for something. Sounds, it sounds like an emergency was occurring. And unfortunately this is the last trace of Sophia. There's the picture the eight phone calls to her mother and unfortunately her mom was sleeping and she didn't discover those calls until the next day yeah so um, who knows what she, what would have happened but and i think that's something that really haunts her and it's so sad because like you know you can't blame her she was sleeping absolutely yeah sophia is the oldest of two siblings she is the daughter of um michelle smith mckenna um and she has a brother justin and a younger sister gracie gracie was six and they were like super close. Yeah. So that's, you know, another tragic element of that is, you know, this little girl kind of lost her best friend because that's how they were described as so close, just yeah. best friends. So the last trace of either of them was the phone calls. And then there was, that's the last trace of both of them. And like the next day they were reported missing, but what evidence do we know of was left behind on the like in the lighthouse, I don't know, on and you go inside it or you just like go on the outside of it. I don't know. I've never been to an abandoned haunted lighthouse. So I'm just trying to picture it. Probably outside structure. Yeah, I think you can go inside and explore. Okay. But I think people mostly hang out outside. outside around, maybe go up. I've never been there. I'd love to check it out at some point. Me, me too, honestly, during the daytime. Yeah, we'll go. Sober. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just being presumptuous there. It's unknown. No, I'm um, just saying that I should be sober because or, or else I like won't take it seriously. I'll just be like, oh, you weren't making a comment about Sophia's. No, like, we, we, don't, no we don't know if she was. Yeah. We don't know if they were drinking. Like, I think both of them did drink. Um, But yeah, there's really no proof. Like, I guess she kind of looked drunk in the picture, which is like, but if, I don't know. You, no proof. <laughs> listeners can't see it, but when she said <laughs> like, she stuck out her tongue and I think flashed a peace sign, but I don't think- I don't think she did peace sign. That's just my pose, but she did stick her tongue out and it, it looked like she was like laughing. Like it, she, and the caption to the Snapchat was like the crying laughing emoji. So it looked like they were having a grand old time, but then all of a sudden it becomes possibly an emergency when Sophia is frantically calling her mother. Sophia left no voicemail messages, and the last call was at 2.09 a.m. 2.09 a.m. Okay, so we did we talk about what was left on the lighthouse again? We went off a tangent there. So what was left? What evidence was left? I mean, the boat was gone. The, yeah. The two boaters were gone. Spencer and Sophia are gone. There have been some reports that Spencer's shoe with his T-shirt tied around it was found like a cleat. Yeah, at some yeah. at some point um, in the vicinity of the lighthouse. And some have speculated that this was his attempt to anchor the boat. The and he was presumably like experienced with boats, but we don't know much about them. But it seems to me that like if if the water turned crazy and like there was a storm or something, rapid winds, like that boat didn't not well prepared. Well, even I mean, for an experienced boater, a sneaker is not that heavy. I, it, I don't think it would have done anything in rocky waters. Right. It was just, they were ill prepared. It was like when I climbed the mountain and I was wearing jeggings and basketball sneakers, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and my lack of, you know, certainty about these facts is mostly because law enforcement has hardly like come out to say anything about the case. Like, I don't think too much is like, they, they haven't made too many press conferences. It's kind of 
the tone is that she's presumed um, dead at sea. So. Or lost at sea or injured, missing. Yeah. Yes. So they haven't said much. So a lot of this is just, you know, media and information directly from the family. Yeah. Like on the Facebook group. Yeah. And someone had found a picture taken in, I guess there was like a ledge light Facebook group where people talk about the legends and visiting. And in the background of one of the pictures, there was a gray sweatshirt that looked very similar to what Sophia was last seen wearing, like hungover. So we'll never know if that was related because I don't think that ledge light was established a crime scene when they were discovered missing, which wasn't until that next afternoon Yeah, when Sophia's mom discovered the missed calls. You know, her the younger daughter had been playing with her phone and she didn't notice. Sophia's boyfriend um, had told media that he assumed that she was still sleeping because um, sometimes she liked to sleep in and he wasn't concerned. I think that was her schedule. I think she was probably an evening person. Yeah, so he wasn't really concerned until the afternoon. So that's when the alarm bells went off. Spencer also missed an important family event that they knew he would never miss. So that's when the search began. Ledge light was not established a crime scene. So to answer your question, maybe some clothes. But what really um, I think is the more important conversation is that they weren't dressed properly. You know, it is early summer, but it's nighttime. So it's probably and it's windy on the water. Yeah. So it was in the 60s. And you can get wet. Right. And Spencer is just wearing a tank top. Yeah, and shorts. Like, le- legit, like beach clothes. Yeah, Sophia looked like she, the sweatshirt she was wearing looked lightweight, but I think both of them should have had, you know, life jackets, more layers, the whole, the whole thing. But, it looked to me like her hair could have been like blowing in the wind a little bit in the picture. Yes. Like it, it didn't just look like damp air. I, I was like, man, like being there, like probably, probably kind of bleak and like you're not prepared for it. Like sometimes being out at sea can be unpredictable. Right. And people are quickly out of their element. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about that a lot on various crawl space episodes. You don't realize the situation that you're about to get into. Melina and I climbed Mount Jackson in the white mountains and, you know, as hikers in that area know, you know, when you keep going higher and higher, the weather conditions can become extremely unpredictable. And I very thankfully had an extra, um, you know, rain jacket, like an emergency rain jacket in my hiking pack. And Melina didn't have one. I didn't have anything. And she would have, she would have frozen. It it would have been a really bad situation. So it's like anything can happen. A lot of people can become quickly out of their element. Um, And that's, I think that was certainly the case here. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. So they start the search. There was a 23 hour search the following day, they found the boat upside down on Truman Beach, New York, which is on the other side of the Long Island Sound, which connects to the Atlantic Ocean. They um, assumed that this was the boat that they took. There are some photographs of the boat, which include a broken paddle inside the upside down boat. It's really strange to me that like there's some controversy about whether or not that's the boat. Like what? It would be nice if the police could come be out. like, yes, that's the boat. You're right. And confirm a few details. Like somebody who, if you're a boating expert, DM us. 11 days after the disappearance, Spencer's body was found on June 8th, 2018. He was floating nearly two and a half miles from ledge light. They haven't released like any autopsy or cause of death. But but they said he was found floating in the water. Yeah, so people presumed drowned. Correct. Sorry for interrupting. That's okay. So Spencer's found. They're doing this massive search, and two other missing boaters from the past that had nothing to do with this case were also found. But Sophia never was. 
but it's I think that it's extremely easy to jump to the conclusion that she too is gone and her body just hasn't been discovered yet like it kind of seemed like the that seems like the most likely I guess to some people but not to me well it was I think for both of us but then we kind of started to look more into it and I noticed that in some of like the press that was done when Sophia initially disappeared Austin Perro, her boyfriend and her mother were like talking to the news together and it's and he was referred to as her current boyfriend but then I did a little digging and saw and this is all public on like you can look it up like come on no privacy violations but he a few weeks before the disappearance he like was arrested because of a domestic violence situation which apparently wasn't that uncommon between the two of them so that made me think maybe it's not so cut and dry it's true that Sophia and Austin had a cycle of domestic violence in their relationship like you just said uh in the same month that Sophia went missing uh, Austin was arrested and he was scary. She was inside her house with um, some guys. I don't think he was Spencer. I don't, but it's not confirmed who it was, but he was like trying to get in and he, he literally threatened to like slit her throat. And like when she thought the coast was clear, she opens the door and he's like hiding and he tries to like jump back in. And when the cops came, she told them that he had gotten her hospitalized before. Yeah, he had injured her to the point that she had to go to the hospital. This detail was confirmed by her mother. Um, she and I had spoken about various, you know, questions about this case. The charges were dropped when Sophia went missing, but the incident, obviously to anybody, is very disconcerting. Sophia told the police that she was afraid that Austin might kill her. Austin had also posted a few things. Oh, and she referred to him as her ex-boyfriend, by the way, in the police report. Right, but I they had apparently gotten back they together. They must have, yeah. So Austin had posted a few things on Facebook, which um, included that he, you know, wanted to clarify that Spencer wasn't Sophia's boyfriend. Like he really wanted people to know that that was not the case. This is the quote: "Out of respect for Sophia, please don't say they were boyfriend and girlfriend." Sophia told him many times she wanted to be friends and nothing more. I have been her boyfriend for over four years now. And the only reason why they hung out that night is because I told her it was okay. Thanks. So much wrong with that already. Yeah, let's start. Let's unpack this. So out of respect for Sophia, I think more about more out of respect for me because you're making me emasculated by implying that Sophia and Spencer were boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. How does it disrespect Sophia to say someone else is her boyfriend? But everybody disrespects I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because there's this narrative that I see on the Facebook page. They're like, oh, but she loved him to death. Like, oh, but she loved him so much. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Why, why does that matter? Like in the grand scheme of things, like obviously it matters to the individuals. That but involved. it's like a part of the cycle. And apparently it was mutual, but I don't really care because Austin is like huge and, and like could crush you with like his thumb. Yeah, um, Austin reportedly not condoning violence. You know, was using steroids. He had a very muscular physique. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Sophia was tall and probably fit, but I don't think she possibly could have been any match not for Austin. So even if she was yelling or being violent, and I'm not excusing domestic violence on the part of a woman ever, mm -hmm. but in that dynamic, I think that she certainly had more of a fear for her life, especially because she's. You know, we've only seen reports of her getting hurt. But her mom did confirm that Sophia had slightly injured him in the past and that she'd had some unstable moods and had been taking medication for it. And when she wasn't on her medication, 
would be more angry, be more insecure was the word that her mom used. Probably more paranoid. That's what happens sometimes when, you know, your mental health isn't being treated properly at that moment. Yeah. So maybe not insecure. But, you know, so Austin's not the one that's missing. Sophia's missing. So it's like, I don't even think we should even be caring. In the grand scheme of things, yes, it's important that if it was mutual, she shouldn't have been hitting another person like just yeah I'm trying to say that it doesn't keeping it, it, it but in this situation in her disappearance her hurting her you know hitting him back if there was a domestic violence dispute or a situation that has no bearing on her disappearance it would have some bearing on his disappearance correct exactly yeah because we're, we're not talking about how he's being victimized we're talking about how she was victimized correct and in domestic violence situations the most dangerous time is when you try to leave or you do leave. And she's like with another guy. And Jamie, oh, we didn't finish unpacking that statement, by the way. He out of respect for me, not Sophia. And he said, they only hung out because I said it was okay. I told her that it was okay. I have been her boyfriend for over four years now. So it's very possessive and controlling. Like the only reason, really, the only reason. It's, it's like he's trying to exert control over the situation. I definitely had no control over. I bet he was fucking pissed. Um, Michelle, Sophia's mom, said to me, quote, Sophia would want everyone to know that she didn't need Austin's permission to do things. I'm confident it's a two-way street. The bottom line is that Sophia loves Austin with all of her heart, regardless of the situation. Spencer was not her boyfriend, and Austin knew that they were friends. Austin wasn't threatened by that. So it kind of seems like he was threatened by that just from that message alone. Right. From that comment alone, he was insecure about people thinking that Spencer was her boyfriend. I think that Sophia's mom is in this intense state of grief that I can't and hope to never even possibly imagine. And she's not suspicious of Austin. She's defending Austin. And she has defended him. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, and she just said that Austin absolutely loved Sophia, even though she knew that he had sent her to the hospital with injuries. Right. When, when she needed someone, he Austin may have been supportive um, to Sophia's mother, but she did say that, you know, Sophia would never ask or need someone else's permission to do anything, which is just, you know, kind of interesting when unpacking the statement made by, uh, made by Austin. Yeah. Because, but I'm glad that she said that, you know, like that is, that's some defense of her. Right. So he posted the day after May, the disappearance was May 27th. The day after May 28th, he posted on Facebook, quote, it's crazy. Just the day before yesterday, we were sitting on a beach talking about our next trip to LA. I love you, Sophia, and we'll miss you. And it's pictures like, you know, cute Polaroid pictures that they took together. But that's another interesting statement because it's a day after and I will miss you. Nobody knew that, that Austin, I mean, not Austin, that Spencer like was dead. They were both just missing. Like, and you can assume it right away, but it really seems like he's kind of, kind of trying to like close the book. It's like, she is, she is gone. I don't know. Is that weird to you? And I will miss you. How does he, how does he know he's never going to see her again? That's, that's why it's a suspicious comment. You know, you would think that he would have some hope because like you said, Spencer's body wasn't found yet. For all he knew, they were still on some rendezvous, but he's immediately assuming that she's dead. So what the question is, was, you know, is he just being presumptuous in a situation where you'd think that someone's boyfriend would not jump to that conclusion? Or did he maybe know something that the rest of us didn't? Yeah. Other clues, um, there are some photographs of, the um, boat in New York 
it was described as kind of partially dug into the sand as if it had been there for a little while, even though it was discovered the next day. There were some comments on um, the Facebook page centered around Sophia's disappearance made by her aunt to say um, they spent several hours looking for Spencer's car before they pinged Spencer's phone to his last known place. If that was my boyfriend and I allowed him to go, then I couldn't get there quick enough with the police. Just saying. Just saying. So she was saying that's, that's her aunt. That's, that's her aunt. So this woman is saying that she thought that this was incongruent with what, you know, Austin's behavior was, you know, if he allowed them to go there, then like, wouldn't he be alarmed very quickly the next day when there was no word? Like, I guess he said he assumed that she was sleeping in. Did, maybe he was blocked on Snapchat. That's actually something I wish that I knew was whether or not, well, I don't know. Did he follow Spencer on Snapchat? That's, like, was he getting, like, even if he doesn't have the Snapchat, I sound like an old person, he didn't have the Snapchat. Um, somebody could have showed it to him. Small world. Easily. The aunt also said, unfortunately, Sophia lived in a cycle of domestic violence relationship. I made Groton police aware from day one that everyone needed to be checked out. I sent them texts between my niece and myself, pictures, and my concerns, and they did nothing with them. Yeah, he's not under suspicion. By them, by the police or by, you know, the, this this aunt sounds a little bit, you know, suspicious to say the least, you know, by sending the pictures. And we can only speculate if she's talking about pictures in regards to domestic violence, that it's pictures of injuries. So, you know, she's making these kind of statements of suspicion. She also said that um, they hardly like they didn't even like look into his phone records or anything. No, they didn't do it. They really just ne never... Um, did the due diligence about him. So this is something that absolutely needs to be done retroactively. Like, I don't care how much time has passed. Like, they need to at least check it off the list and rule it out. Yeah. I have, like, a bad feeling that either, like, I think that something happened to her. I feel like she would have been found. Like, it's very, it's highly unlikely, I feel. Like, they found other missing voters. What I kind of picture going on is that they're on the boat. The, I mean, they're, they're on the lighthouse. And... The boat maybe starts to, you know, drift away and Austin's trying to get, it. I mean, I'm sorry to that again. Spencer is trying to get the boat and maybe he swims after the boat and leaves Sophia with her phone and maybe he with his phone. Yeah. With his phone. And maybe he doesn't come back. And then I don't know, another boater, like, like she could have done like an SOS situation and like needed help. It was Memorial Day weekend, and even though it was two in the morning, and in the video that she, that Sophia had uh, taken of Spencer uh, paddling, I don't think anyone else was in that video that we could see out no, on the waters. I think it was just them two. But it doesn't mean that someone didn't come around later on. The fact that the boat went away and Spencer was found dead, and the fact that um, Sophia had made so many calls to her mother, I feel like that's a good theory. That the, that the boat got away and he went after it and didn't come back. And she panicked and instead of calling the police, called her mom because she, you know, they had stolen the boat from Yukon and like maybe she was really afraid of getting in trouble, which I would understand. I would have been like, I'm calling 911. I, I, need, I need to get airlifted out of here, please. <laughs> but but yeah, I get it. <laughs> the next question is, you know, did the phone die shortly thereafter? Did she try to call anybody else? That's all unclear, but maybe Spencer didn't go after the boat. Maybe the boat let, went away and then somebody did something to both of them because we still don't know how Spencer died. 
That's possible too. If Spencer did leave and not come back and Sophia was staying there alone, you know, I guess it's possible that she could have tripped and fallen into the water or maybe she thought that she could go and rescue him. Who, there's so many different scenarios, but I don't think that simply because they were boating and she's missing that it should be assumed that she died in an accidental drowning. I think that there's way too much more to this case to just completely write anything off at this point. Agreed. 